amazing intergalactic adventures of Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe! In our last episode, Captain Flashman, his paramour, Main Squeeze, and fiancée, Eve Arden, and world-renowned scientist, Dr. Krakow, and their new friend, Prince Belfast, were captured by Khan the Cruel. Mad with power, Khan threatened to marry Eve, make Dr. Krakow his slave of science, and force Captain Flashman and Prince Belfast to undergo the terrible test in the Pit of Surprise. Will Khan honeymoon with Eve while Captain Flashman meets his maker in the Pit of Surprise? Before we answer these and other questions, let's hear a word from our sponsor, Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops. Hello, boys and girls. You know, this is the worst time of the year for nose and throat infections, and nothing gets in the way of your popularity at school like a nasty infection. And just like Captain Flashman, Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops will come to your rescue and clear up those nasty infections. So if your popularity at school is waning, induce your mother to procure you a bottle today. And remember, the lack of Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops may be the only thing holding you back from being the most popular student in your class. When we last left the story, Captain Flashman and Prince Belfast were about to undergo the terrible test in the Pit of Surprise. Let's join them as Khan counts down to the firing of the Neutron Cannon and the start of the terrible test. Now on the firing of the Neutron Cannon, you'll fight to death. Now everybody join me in the countdown. Are you ready? Three, two, one. With the firing of the Neutron Cannon, Captain Flashman immediately ducks as Prince Belfast's whip winds past his head. Then Captain Flashman's whip hits Prince Belfast with such force that it knocks him into the pit. Dropping his whip, Captain Flashman leaps after him. Just as he throws the unconscious Prince Belfast over his shoulder and prepares to climb out of the pit, Captain Flashman is surprised to hear a growl. Turning, he sees three snarling saber-toothed space pumas. Placing Prince Belfast on the floor of the pit, Captain Flashman turns on the fierce beasts. The first one charges, leaping into the air. However, Captain Flashman moves aside, and when the puma lands, Captain Flashman comes down on its back, and with a powerful wrench, breaks its neck. The other two space pumas then leap at each other to fight for possession of the lifeless body. Finally, both animals are down, having mortally wounded each other. Prince Belfast then regains consciousness. Where are we? We are in the pit of surprise. I wasn't expecting that. No one expects the pit of surprise. What happened anyway? I saved you from those dead animals. Well, thanks, Flashman, but dead animals don't usually pose that much of a threat. My God, what's that sound? It's coming from above. Look, the lid to the pit is closing. Yes, Captain Flashman. Since you survived the whips and the saber-toothed pumas, there is another surprise for you from the pit of surprise. I am closing the lid, and in so doing, I shall entomb you and Prince Belfast for all eternity. Flashman, if that lid closes, we'll suffocate. We must do something. Hits are not my strong suit, Prince Belfast. I'm afraid it's hopeless. Hopeless? Yes. That closing lid spells our downfall, my friend. 
There's nothing that could possibly save us. We're doomed to spend all eternity here. Or until our oxygen runs out. Whichever comes first. One hour later, less than five miles from the pit, we hear two voices. My heavens, Flashman. I can't believe we were able to free ourselves. Me either. I was certain we were doomed for all eternity. I still don't understand the science behind our escape. According to the laws of physics, we should be dead. Tell me again how we were able to defy the natural order and elude Khan's devious plan to entomb us to death. Sorry, Prince Belfast. I've got a doctor to free, a girlfriend to rescue, and a universe to save. So there's no time for explanations. While Captain Flashman and Prince Belfast discuss the improbability of their escape, back in the Temple of Tapau, Khan the Cruel and Evarden are about to be married by Bog, the High Priestess. Why are you smiling, Khan? Well, by now, Eve, your fiancé and Prince Belfast will have suffocated to death. Oh, poor Flashman. He died trying to save me. And here comes Bog to conduct the wedding. I'll never marry you, Khan. I hate you. Why do you say such things, Eve? The truth is that if I had a flower for every time I thought of you, I'd have two flowers. Are you ready, O oh Supreme Leader? I am. Let the ceremony begin. You know, Eve, no matter how many times I get married, this tune always brings a tear to my eye. Oh, mighty Khan, Emperor of Luongo, Father of the planet and Supreme Ruler of the Universe, do you, the giver of our bounty and the sunshine of our lives, take this Earthwoman to be your wife as long as you deem fun? I do. And you, Eve Arden, do you take the mighty Khan, Emperor of Luongo, father of the planet, and supreme ruler of the universe, to be your just and humble lord and master? Nothing matters now that Flashman is dead. That sounds like a yes. As you both have somewhat accepted each other in the bounds of holy matrimony, before the great god Tapau, I now pronounce you... Wait! Stop the wedding! The statue of Tapau speaks! The statues don't speak, you fool! If Tapau bids it, anything can happen. Bog, swing open the front of that statue and see who is speaking. At once, sire. Flashman. That's Captain Flashman, defender of the universe to you. So, Flashman, you are alive. Yes, Khan, I am. Don't forget about me, Flashman. I could never forget about you, Eve. God, shoot Flashman and his companion. I didn't think anyone noticed me. Of course we noticed you. Your pants and shirt don't match. You stick out like a sore thumb. Go ahead, shoot us all so we can die together, forever, dead. Wait, sire. The sacred writs of Tapau say that you cannot execute a man who has passed the test of the Pit of Surprise. Are you going to anger me again, Bog, with tales of sacred scripts? I am sorry, your majesty. But if you were to execute anyone who's defeated the saber-toothed pumas, Tapau would curse us a thousand deaths of infinite pain. Do not defy me, Bog. 
I only quote sacred scripture. As high priestess, it is my duty to ensure that Tapau remains pleased. To offend her would bring untold suffering onto us, and I do not wish to taste the vengeance of Tapau. Perhaps you'd like to taste something else. Maybe the bitter steel of my sword. Please, your majesty. I am only doing what I believe is right. So my bog. Take that. <clears throat> and that. <gasps> He's killed the high priestess. How cruel. Of course it's cruel. That's how I got my nickname. If I did nice things, I would have a different nickname. Like, uh, I don't know, Con the Pleasant. Or maybe Con the Somewhat Amiable. Or even Con the Cordial. And though I would be the life of the party in a hoot to spend time with, I would not strike fear into the hearts of my subjects. Therefore, I am Con the Cruel. Now drag her body away, guards. Not on the clean tiles. Drag her through the dirty ones. The ones with all the dust balls. You are too cruel for words, Con. Go ahead. Shoot us all. So we can die together. Forever. Dead. You two do not seem to understand who I am. I am evil, and as such I am expected to be cruel and do cruel things. Oh, sure, there's a lot of pressure, but there are also perks. So, for example, when you're evil, you don't have to respect lineups. You can jump the queue anytime. Also, you can neglect to send out thank you notes. And best of all, evil means never having to say you're sorry. You'll never have a healthy relationship with that attitude, Con. My darling, I thought I had lost you forever when Khan sealed you up in that amphitheater of death. Eve, you will never lose me as long as I have strength in these two arms, a breath of life in my body, and a detailed topographical map. So, Tapau forbids me to slay you, does she? Well, Tapau and I will both laugh at the fate that now awaits you. I will send you, Flashman, and Prince Belfast, and Dr. Krakow, to the prison city of the Vulture People, where you will work as slaves in one of their busiest yet most understaffed restaurants until the end of your natural lives. Aren't we going to do something, Flashman? I can't think of anything. You mean your entire plan was just to break in? I figured something would come up and I'd, you know, improvise. It usually works. I don't know what to say. I do. Death would be more desirable than separation from Flashman. So kill us both, so we can die together, forever, dead. I wish you would stop suggesting that, Eve. The Flashman? No, Eve, you will not die. While Flashman and his friends are slaving away in one of the many busy yet understaffed restaurants of the Vulture people, you will be on the same planet learning a few manners. And once your will has been broken, I will send for you and we will be married. Yes, and together we shall rule the universe as Khan the Cruel and Mrs. Cruel. <laughs> as the prison ship carries Captain Flashman, Prince Belfast, and Dr. Krakow through the stratosphere to the slave city of the Vulture People, Prince Belfast and Captain Flashman work feverishly on the rope that binds them together. Can you get that rope loosened, Belfast? It's no use, Flashman. The knot is too tough. It's as though it was tied by some kind of super sailor mariner type person. There seems to be no way out of this. Unless. Unless what? In my pocket is an electric knot tire. A knot tire? How could that possibly help? It has a reverse gear. 
In that gear, it can untie anything. Great. Let me help you get it out of your pocket. I'll just use my feet. Uh, let me get out of these loafers. There. Now, to get that electric knot tire. <laughs> Not that pocket, Flashman. You're tickling me. Sorry, I'll just try the other. Yeah, that tickles too. Don't. Stop it. Stop it. Got it. Good. Now, if we can plug it in. I'll have to take my socks off for that. There. Got it. Now, I'll just attach it to the ropes. I've done it. The only thing left is to turn it on. Would you like the honors? Well, my socks are already off. Then go ahead. It worked. It certainly did. And not only are we free, but those vibrations were the highlight of my social life this week. Perhaps we can tie ourselves up and try it once more? Well, maybe later, Prince Belfast. Right now, I hear a guard approaching. We must put our hands back together like they were. Then I'll tell the guard that there's something wrong with you, and when he leans in, I'll give the signal and pow! We'll overpower him. Now, quiet. Here he comes. I have come to look in and see how you are. I'm okay, but Prince Belfast seems to have fainted. I think he might be space sick. That's very common in ships of this size. Space sick, huh? Yes, look how still he is. That's a sure sign of space sickness. Well, I'll take a look. Now! What? That's the signal. The signal for what? Of this! In one fell swoop, Captain Flashman delivers a right hook that knocks the guard to the floor. Grab his feet. I have them. No, you don't. Those are my feet. Hit him. What again? That did it. He's out cold. Grab his keys. I've got them. Good. Now to save Eve and Dr. Krakow. What is it? About the disease you said I had. Space sickness? Yes. Couldn't you have given me something more manly? Space sickness can be very manly. I don't see how. Space sickness only occurs due to a difference between actual and expected motion. Your eyes see one thing, your muscles feel another, and your inner ears sense something else entirely. The nausea of space sickness only results from your brain being all mixed up. And what can be more manly than having a thoroughly mixed up brain? That has been the defining trait of men for centuries. How else do you explain toxic masculinity? You're right, Flashman. That is a manly sickness. Of course it is. Now, let's go find and free the others, even if we have to search every compartment on this ship. Let's go. Look, there's three doors. Let's check those. But we only have two keys. We'll have to choose wisely. Which door do we try first? Let me think. I say pick door number two. Okay, let's give it a try. You have found me. Thank heavens. But which door is Eve behind? What do you think, Dr. Krakow? say try door number three. Not door number one? No. Remember what Rosenthal said about three doors. If you're choosing only one of them, then the probability of a correct choice is only 33%. That Rosenthal is brilliant. I see what he means. So if you have only a 33% chance, you should always pick the door with a three in it because of the occurrence of the number three? Yes. 
That and the fact that I can also hear Eve's muffled voice behind the door. Listen. You're right. Let me open door number three then. What are those sounds? Those are the sounds of a winner, Flashman. Yes, Flashman. You've won my heart. Then I've won the grand prize. You know, I've been thinking. This idea of opening doors could make a pretty good game show. It sounds rather juvenile to me, Flashman. I mean, wouldn't the intellectual level of a culture have to sink to its absolute nadir for people to be entertained by the opening of doors? Well, perhaps you're right. I'd watch you open doors any day, Flashman. Thanks, Eve. What was that? I don't know. Luckily, there's a conveniently placed window in this interior hallway which allows us to see outside the ship. Who should look? Dr. Krakow should look. Eve is right. A scientist can see much better than regular people. I've proven this in the lab. Now, where are my glasses? You're wearing them, Dr. Krakow. So I am. So, what's happening, Dr. Krakow? It looks like there's been an explosion in the main rocket. That sounds bad. And the rocket has caught fire and we are losing altitude quickly. So we're going to crash? Yes, Belfast. It looks like all of our work has come to naught. Oh, you'd better hold me, Flashman. If we're going to die, I want to die in your arms. We might not have to die. What do you mean, Flashman? I have a plan. The four of us should intertwine our bodies to form a human ball. I see what you're saying. Then the impact will be lessened because of the cushioning effect of our intertwined bodies. There's only one problem. I'm not human. Darn. Couldn't we make him an honorary human? Would that work, Dr. Krakow? I think so. But don't we need some sort of ceremony? Again, Eve is right. And luckily, being a scientist, I have the authority to conduct such a ceremony. Then conduct away, Dr. Krakow. Prince Belfast, do you promise to make poor environment choices, to disregard empirical evidence, equate opinion with fact, and base all your important decisions on emotion? I do. Then I now pronounce you an honorary human. Thank God. Now, quickly everyone. If we want to survive, we need to form a human ball. Take my hand. Are all groupings of humans called a ball? Oh my. Sorry about that. Did you get that? What is that? Who's that? Don't put that there. Grab hands, everyone. We're about to crash. Will our four friends survive the crash? If they do, will they be forced to work as slaves in one of the busiest yet most understaffed restaurants of the Vulture People? And will Prince Belfast take his vows seriously and equate opinion with fact while degrading the environment to the point of uninhabitability? To find out the answer to these and many more questions, remember to tune in again next time for another thrilling episode in the intergalactic adventures of Captain Flashman! And remember, boys and girls, nothing loses friends like a nasty nose or throat infection. And nothing brings back those very same friends like Hargrove's emulsified nose drops. So if a nasty nose infection has you friendless, tell your mother to acquire a bottle of Hargrove's emulsified nose drops.
And don't forget, boys and girls, to tune in again next time for another in the continuing intergalactic adventures of Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe! Thanks for listening to Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and give us a glowing review. And if you're feeling exceptionally good-hearted, go to the Captain Flashman website and become a supporter of the show, where every dollar you pledge goes to help Captain Flashman fight evil in the universe. And of course, remember to tune in again next time for another thrilling episode of Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe.